And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. boys and girls welcome to scene red daily i'm david k montoya okay kids we have a very special treat this time around in 122 episodes we have never had this guest on before now he and i have talked about doing a podcast together for the last four years on off on and off we've never really been able to connect and sit down but today today we actually get to sit down and hopefully for a good amount of time because I wanted to talk about this publicly. And it's something that he and I discussed since we were kids. And when you think of, well, for me, when, when I think of quantum physics or when I think of alien abductions or alien theory, I think of my next guest. And my next guest is very near and dear to my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, may I welcome you, Mr. Justin Klinger. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Justin. I'm here to entertain you today with physics and the space beyond the mind. And I couldn't be—I couldn't think about anything else other than this topic alone to speak with you. Okay. Very interesting. I'm—I'm I'm happy to hear about it. Um, so specifically, I want to think about. Let's start with singularity because that we—we we actually had a conversation about singularity right before, probably maybe two hours before we decided to sit down and record. Now, I... You're the guest. Let's go ahead and jump into what you think. Just kind of lay it out there. Be open. And just tell us what you think singularity is and the progress of, of where things are going. Well, there's two ideas on the idea of singularity. A singularity in a black hole where all the matter and star dust and everything that comes together blinks out into an existence of a point of incredible density and power. Now that we're talking about a technological singularity is a, uh, in our time where we will be able to see our advances of the future. We're changing. Our technology is changing. One day we are going to you know, merge our consciousness with machines and robotic bodies. We're just going to find out that this is just a vessel and we are in the midst of our own revolution, our evolution into the future. Now, the idea, okay, number one, if we're going to have robotic bodies, number one, I want a buff body without having to go to the gym. You can have anything you want. And I want a dick that goes down to my knees. Yeah, I'd have it swinging over my shoulders myself, man. I'd be freaking whipping that thing in the air and grabbing chicks with it, you know. It'd be really freaky, but anything is impossible. We're in a time now where the idea of the technology we have, and, you know, I'm just a person that just reads the Internet and sees the science, but I have an idea about where we're heading. And many other people share this belief as mine, you know. Right. Now, another thing that I find very fascinating is the fact that it's happening. AI is being developed. Yes. And the merge 
because this is the way I see it. If, if singularity does, in fact, happen, singularity is – it's very similar to the Matrix. But I, I think that instead of – It would having, be a Matrix we could control. Right. It would be on built-in heaven on earth right. where anything would be possible if you can shift your consciousness into servers, into these machines. See, and that's my thing is not so much – maybe in the beginning we might have robotic bodies. But if we were, I think eventually what will happen is we will have containment units of our brains. And now, now this is just my theory. You're going to live your, your life like we're living right now to the point where you're getting ready to die. So I think you'll have an option to either die naturally or be plugged into the system. And from that point, they take your brain and they plug you into the system. And from that point, you, you can essentially live, like you said, heaven on earth. You can live any way you want. I also like the idea of maybe, you know, we'd be able to use our consciousness into this, this server-like, you know, universe. But, you know, idea with holograms and project ourselves, our digital impressions of ourselves onto the earth itself. Right. You know, we don't know where this technology is going to take us. But I'm telling you now that it is our step in the future. It's going to be amazing for the human race. Well, see, in, um, I got sidetracked. I was talking about AI. The reason I bring up AI is because I think that we're going to coexist with a mechanical existence. Yes, it'll be a consciousness born, you know, of our own making. Maybe, and it will have the intelligence that to self-replicating to to build itself. And um, I think it'll be coming fairly soon. Um. I'm just I'm trying to because it's there's so much to talk about I've got to keep it confined <laughs> to I understand um, but that's that's the thing is is that I think obviously neither a you're gonna have robots taking care of the brains in the the singularity system yeah okay and because I think it would be too overwhelming for humans to do that. Yeah, we're going to have to have robotic, you know, help um, from different types of systems and machines. You know, we're just starting to get in. First, it's going to happen with our phones. It's already have, you know. Then it's going to become in our glasses, Google Glass. You know, contacts in the eyes and a chip in the brain. We'll be able to access this information fairly quickly, too, if our brain can process and handle the information. Um and then we will create, you know, a consciousness, uh, you know, machine consciousness. And everyone's afraid that the Terminator, you know, is going to come back and kill everyone. But the idea that it would leave behind all this information of growth on the earth for billions of years right. would seem ridiculous to me. Ridiculous. Now, with the AI, I'm sticking around there right now. The brains and the machines, but I think... You know, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. And it would, uh, you know, I think that would be sort of our final step. But, you know, in the end, we'd have to detach that from the human brain and spinal cord itself. You know, this is all many, many years down the line. But we're, we're lucky to be here today to witness this. Right. Well, there's a doctor, I believe, in Germany who's already saying, you know, within the next 15 to 20 years, he believes that we're going to be able to do literally a head transplant. Yes. 
you know, remove the head, you know, and he would, uh, he would fuse the spinal column, you know, they've already removed the head and put not a human trials onto another, you know, animals, a rhesus monkey, and it lived. It had no spinal ability, though, because the brain was not connected through the spinal cord to move a body. That was in Russia, right? Yeah, something along those lines. I remember reading And about a long that. time they did that, too, with dogs, and it was a really terrible experience you saw on the internet. But, you know, this one wants to be able to hook up all those nerve endings in your spinal cord to, to the exact same spots and fuse it, you know, so you would have mobility. Right. You know, to, to take on a new body. You know, and he's getting real close to having that possible. I find that fascinating. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how it happens. And, you know, they put out the press releases and talk about it. It's very interesting work. Growing cells biologically where you're fusing the biological with the, you know, the machine-wise, the machine world. Our iPhones are just extensions of what we're going to have to come. If it were to happen... And any of my medical friends, because I know a few doctors actually listen to the show, and I know a whole bunch of nurses, RNs, listen to the show. Um, if you have any input, you know, please feel free. Uh, you can always email us. It's uh, seenredpod at jayzomon, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com. You know, we would like to um, hear your, your medical response to this. Um, and if we have a big enough, I can, I'll actually bring, uh, Justin back and we can just, you know, discuss this. Now, what I was going to say is when we have that point of singularity, uh, because before, before the download of the body or from the mind to machine, I actually think that they're going to do like a, a hybrid. Okay. And one of the things that I think they're going to do is they're going to take the spinal column connected to the brain. They're going to wire it. And as it's being lowered into the cybernetic body, the plugs that were wired to the spinal cord in the brain will literally just lock into place. Yes. Eventually, I think that is a possibility. You know, replacing arms and limbs. They're working on it now, you know, with cybernetic technology, anything. We're transforming ourselves into the species we want to be. And to some, it's frightening. To others, it's going to be marvelous. And maybe we can constrain some of those angers and rage and, and hateful towards each other if we could learn to grow our species as a human race. I think ideology in life would be different. Yes. I have no idea, you know, what would happen in the world. This is just an idea that I... I stand behind because I feel we can see it today. Right. You know, everywhere we look, there's new breakthroughs in science and, and things are going so fast and moves so slow for us. But the universe is an old, long, ancient place, you know. Right. And we are only just specks of dust on that timeline. Literally. Literally. Specks. Even <laughs> atomic structures on this, uh, you know, timeline, how small we are. Right. But, you know, I'm excited, you know, because today is the day, you know, we have to, we get to see it, you know, and great physicists out there talking about all this new stuff with science we're seeing, and I, I believe it's medically possible. One thing I also like is the fact that I, I see, now this, because behind you, I, you know, there's Star Wars. Uh, I love the Star Wars, man. And uh, I remember 1982, I was a young boy, and we went to the movie theater, it was a drive-in theater, and we saw Empire Strikes Back. 
And I remember for some reason, I was a little boy, but I remember it sticking in my head after Luke got his hand cut off. At the end, they put you know they put a cybernetic hand on him. Yes. And there was like a little switch box on his wrist to his forearm. And setting up the nerve yeah, nervous system yeah. and connection. And yeah. That sticks to my brain. You know, it just sticks with me. Well, just this week I seen something on YouTube that they are they have this cybernetic arm. And I, I'm not I'm not using the word prosthetic arm, I'm using the word cybernetic arm, and you'll see why. Is because they have it hooked to the sensors of the brain. It's not going into the brain, it's just hooked. You know, to the sensors. To the sensors. And the guy sitting there, I think he was like a, an Iraqi or uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan veteran. So, you know, he lost it in battle. And he has the cybernetic arm. And you see him put the sensors on, on the head. And then all of a sudden, and all of a sudden yeah. the hand starts going like this, moving his fingers. Wonderful. I and mean, I'm like, oh, you know, rub nipples. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, it's great. And I get excited. I really do. I think it's going to be, we're living in a wonderful time in our life with all the strife, but change is a coming. And I, I believe that wholeheartedly. And a lot of people do. It just gets me excited, you know. You know, I've always been a space nut. You know, Star Wars, like you said, my favorite part of Star Wars was having a little R2-D2 follow me around all the time. Yeah. A so, little R2-D2? Yeah, following me around all the time. You can actually go and buy like a BB-8 unit. Yeah, to have you roll around. But uh-huh. What's fun? What's any fun in that if it's not conscious and you can talk to it and it has its own ideas? Well, I'm know? just saying it's... The idea is almost there. Yeah, That's what I was saying. Yes, it's, it's right there. Yeah, it is lacking the AI. And, and like you said, um, what what scientists said that the AI is equivalent to a cockroach? Uh, that was Michio Kaku. You know, watch his stuff on the Science Channel and whatnot. Um, he always said that, that our AI, as intelligent as we think we are and our systems are, is really the only equivalent of a dumb cockroach. That can barely move around and follow its own instincts. It hasn't evolved more than that, but it's coming soon. And even Elon Musk, you know, he said at some convention I saw on YouTube about, you know, putting our bodies in consciousness in machines. And that would be the singularity, you know, our next step forward into the future. Maybe we cannot break the speed limit, you know, the light speed limit, but, you know, the speed of light. Um, but maybe we can put our bodies into machines and, and systems that you know, would take millions of years at the speed of light to right. cross the galaxy, but to us, and I might seem seconds. You know, well, and I know, time would slow differently, and we will download our consciousness into robots and explore another star. You know, but as far as time, or not time travel, but uh, space travel, Einstein had a theory of uh, oh my god, I just blanked out. I brought it up. <laughs> um, Essentially, what you can do is you can fold space. Yeah, fold space behind you or in front of you and, and a warp drive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It would fold the space behind you and shrink the space in front of you and you would get there and you wouldn't be moving, you know, actually, but the space around you would shrink and it would pull you closer Correct. to your destination. Because it's through Einstein's theory, space is mass. Yeah. Because it's there. It has mass. It has mass. It has weight and in its own gravity. Yes. And therefore, if it has mass, it can bend. 
It could bend. You could see it warping in gravitational lensing. When they see that light coming from distant stars and universes, there's this warp around it. Gravity is pulling the light around itself. You know, there's space-time. You know, imagine, you know, how we sit in space. Imagine if you take a melon and have four people holding a blanket. That melon would sit there, and you would roll marbles around it as it went around in circles all the way down to the bottom. Right. That's how we sit in space and the Earth and everything. And that's what our orbits are. And, you know, our calculus comes from that. And what for? I, I, I just... The whole—that's—that's that's a whole other subject. Is, is hey, I have no idea about this math and how they make it work, but I can understand the ideas quite easily. Well, the math that they use is very complex because <laughs> they say that they can mathematically prove that one plus one is five. Yeah, I have no idea how it's and done. And I'm but. like, how how the hell do you do that? Because if I'm holding one finger here and one finger here. And I hold them in front of me, those fuckers are two fingers, not five. Yeah. But they say that they can mathematically prove that it's five and not two. Well, they're going to have to take the time to explain it to me because you know, I don't know. Um, it, just, it just seems wonderful, the feature that we have in store for us. Because, uh, and again, and I don't really talk much about this, but I, I've actually um, gone to school, college, and, you know, for a degree, it's math and science. Yes. And a lot of people don't realize that, that I, I have, you know, an educated background in math and science. They just think I'm a nerd, you know. They no, don't, we're all nerds a little bit. They don't realize how far of a nerd mm. I am. So that kind of thing, though I keep it to myself generally – other than when I get around you, because we can talk about it, but normally I keep it to myself. But that stuff absolutely fascinates me. Yes. You know, time, not, a, not I keep saying time travel, space travel, the singularity. Space and time are one thing. You know, the faster you would go to the speed of light, the faster, the slower you would be, you know, and, and Earth would be, you know, years ahead of you. If you took the time to travel around a star and came back, your time would slow out there in space, and then the Earth's time would come up. So when you return, it might be 30, 40, 50 years in the future, and you would be the same age, and everyone else would have grown, you know? Well, that's when you bring that up, because I was going to ask you a question. Because I did read a thing stating that the time on Earth, because of the gravitational pull and the positioning of Earth and on its axis, the what we see as time at what we we perceive as time is different from the time out in space to the time out in other planets yeah we believe that time is linear we we perceive uh, linear time day by day but i believe in the actuality of it time it can't be measured by beings like us that you know time is 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 are we living it linear? Do we see one day after next, or is time and future and past the same, you know, thing? Are they are they are they are they stuck in time? Are they are they fixed in time? Is what I'm trying to say. Right. Are they happening at the same time? But we only can do it by day by day. You know, the idea of a fourth dimensional being is someone who could, you know, step out of that 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 time every day and see his lot birth and death at the same time. Now, with space travel, and you'll see how I'm linking this all together. With with space travel, 
because there is very limited gravitational pulls. I mean, other planets have their own gravitational pull. So I'm sure that there's pockets of gravitation. Yes. You know? But because of gravitation being limited, time travel would actually be quicker. Not. I, I'm sorry, I keep saying time travel. Space travel would be quicker than, you know, like if we drive down the road. Because yes. we're fighting gravity. As to if we have a rocket speeding through space, it it would move quicker than projected is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, you know, gravity is not that strong. You know, bounce a ball off the ground. The gravity just lifts up. Other planets, the gravitational pull would turn a human being into a, you know, to nothing. You know, it's just funny how gravity works like that. But, you know, space travel, these are the things we're going to have to come, you know, to ideas with uh you know it's all in front of us and and time travel and space travel are, are relatively the same thing because you're speeding up as you're flying out and everything you know your time is slowing down i said the faster you get to the speed of light you slow down and then everyone back at home would be evolving rapidly you know do you think the idea of being timeless you know since we're talking about time right now and i keep saying time travel do you think there is possibility of time travel that you move so quick that you cut through the fabric of time itself? There, there's these books out there and people talking about time travel and them going to, you know, having a little mom and pop breakfast at a bed and breakfast and uh, they realize they're in like some 18th century. There's people always saying these things that they time travel. There's a book out there by some German guy that was, I just saw on YouTube, and he believed that he woke up in the year 300,095, and human beings were different. And his body, his consciousness, switched with another body of his reincarnated self in that longer future, and, and he was there. Woke up, didn't know what time it was, speaking his name, and I can't remember what it was called, but I watched a few videos on it, so it seemed pretty good. That sounds interesting. Yeah, and the idea is people have time slippage. They'll be driving down the road, and these are all stories I've heard online and around the world and stuff like that, but they're there. And, you know, some people really believe that. Taking pictures of it, you just have to research yourself. Speaking of time displacement, you know, where people are, say, driving down the road, and then they just, next thing they realize, they've been, you know, 12 hours later, 18 hours later. They, Days later. Yeah, they're gone. And that usually associates with alien abduction. And that's where I'm going to leave it, kids, is because I'm going to ask Justin to come back one more episode because I want to talk about aliens next episode. And I think that'll be a, a really fun topic to talk about. I wish that Lace was here because Lace loved talking about aliens. Um, but, you know. It's just something that we'll have fun next time. Yeah, I, I kind of put myself in a corner. I think I'll put the alien nerd in it, and <laughs> I'll tell you what I think about life in this universe and how things are headed. Um, yeah, because I, I really want to hear, you know, like alien conspiracies. I know you're heavy into that kind of thing too. And oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. Take time. everything with a grain of salt. You know, I can nothing could. What I was saying before. I was going to say, this is seeing red, okay? Our primary topic is about animal sex and like dildos. 
Well, you know, if I knew that, I would have had a lot more, uh, if I had put two and two together, I would have much more nastier fucking jokes, so I yeah. will next time. We, we uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what we usually do, is we, we, we bring in, uh... How about the little kid, that girl that blew off her hand in, uh, fireworks over this past 4th of July? It's pretty tragic. I, I don't like it, you know? We don't usually talk about depressing stuff. You just want anger, right? Well, we want no, we want laughter. Mainly. Laughter, okay. Laughter, entertainment, um, because you know people are, are good enough to tune into us. They don't. They want to kind of bleak out on on the world around them. So we try to make it as fun and as light and as happy as possible. That sounds good. I haven't gone on YouTube today and I haven't pulled out all the funny stories I can make fun of, but. Uh, uh, I will be looking forward to. All right. There's a bunch of jerks out there that won the Darwin Awards and they need to be made fun of. So I'm down for that. Well, for today, that's it. Um, come back tomorrow. Justin and I will tap into the alien side of things and we'll see how far this rabbit hole will lead us. So for this episode, I am David K. Montoya. And I'm Justin Klinger. Come back tomorrow for Scene Red Daily. Welcome to Seeing Red. Don't say we didn't warn you.